Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News, brought to you by Cut of the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hey. And we're going to do our Weekly Weird News. Let's see what's happening in the world. Yeah. Everyone alright? Everyone okay? Had a good week? Yeah, ma'am. Mm. Usual shit, innit? Hectic Mother's Day shit, but yeah. Oh yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there yeah, listening. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, World War Three hasn't quite broken out yet. Yeah, saw the cusp, aren't we? Well, it could have started already, we don't know, do we? No. That could have been the, Behind the torch paper. Yeah, well, the Second World War arguably started in something like 1936 when the Japanese invaded Manchuria. You could argue I, that was the start of it. I thought we established that that was... Like, a lot earlier, 31 or something, or 33. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Somewhere around that time. Who's to say? Although the Ukrainians still holding out, and I've got a story about the Ukraine for weird news. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. What a segue. Oh, shit. I'd block. <laughs> <laughs> I'd block a detected. Fuck you. I can override it. I do the headline then. Colonel Yuri Mendevedev Mend- Medvedev. Medvedev is said to have suffered severe leg injuries in the attack because his own men ran him over in a tank. <sighs> they drove a tank over one of their senior officers after their unit suffered a massive number of losses in combat against Ukrainian forces, according to officials in the West and Kiev. I'll tell you what. See, this- I said Kiev there and got it right. <clears throat> this war has just proved to me more than anything that Fucking Russia are spent force. They're bag of shit, aren't they? Fucking logistical problems fighting a war on their border. Mm. It's insane. It's like us invading Scotland and say, getting bogged down in Edinburgh and the fucking. Because our tanks run out of fuel. Yeah, it's madness. It's a bit of an embarrassment, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And he spent ten years trying to improve the Russian army. Ten years and hundreds of millions of rubles, probably billions. They invested in them hypersonic missiles that, yeah, they're really fast, but they can't hit what they want to. That's why they've been hitting civilians. Admittedly, all their money's tied up in nukes, isn't it? That's mm. where their real power is. Yeah. It is, but, but you know what? Proved it. I'm not sure they're going to fucking work at this rate, because everything's no. breaking down and <laughs> running out of fuel. When were they last fueled? How many can they afford to keep fueled at one time? That's a fact you've got to take into account. Because they can't afford to fill their tanks up. Madness, eh? And the fact that all our man-portable missiles are taking a heavy toll that we're supplying. The Ukrainians wouldn't have held out without our help, I imagine. No. Still. You know, the Ukrainian Air Force is still flying. Is it? It is. They're outnumbered five to one, but they are still actually not winning the air war, but holding their own. And the ghost of Kiev, does he fly? Mm. <laughs> well, funnily enough, there was a picture of him, but he was flying his plane and he had his visor down. Ooh. Yeah, so it was a selfie of taken by a pilot in the plane of the so-called ghost of Kiev. Mm. I hope he is true. I really do. Sorry, mate, I don't believe it is. Well, Colonel Yuri Mendenev is said to have suffered severe leg injuries after the attack, which took place after almost half the troops in his brigade of 1500 either died or were wounded in a series of clashes in the early weeks of the war. Some of the intense fighting the 37th Brigade was involved in took place in Makariv outside Kiev, which the Russian forces have been trying to seize in, in an attempt to encircle the Ukrainian capital. Makariv has now been recaptured from the Russians by Ukrainian troops. Uh-huh. 
It came amid Western Ukrainian claims refuted by the Kremlin that between 7,000 and 15,000 Russian service personnel had been killed in action in the first month of the war. That's a lot. Not according to Russia. Well, Russia ain't going to sell you that, are they? I think we only suffered 14,000 the entire Iraq war, wasn't it? We weren't even that high. Wasn't it? Brits weren't. No, I mean combined Americans as well. No. I think it was 14,000 Allied forces. More Americans more than anything, wasn't it? Probably not far off with that. Yeah, you're probably not. Mm. That's since the war began, that was over... 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) How many Ukrainians have been killed then? Possibly double that. You could look at half of it, you could look at more than that. I mean, they've got civilians on the front line, haven't they? Yeah, a lot of civilians, of course. It's always the poor innocent civilians that fucking get it. Well, they are defending their home as well from Russian aggression. I wouldn't be surprised if there was less than half. The defending side always has it easier. And they 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 know know their land. Yeah, they know their land. And the Russians weren't expecting it. I I don't know. I don't know. You're talking about... You're talking about bombs and things as well. Yeah, but they've been quite good at not killing many people. They've been destroying lots of big buildings, but not killing that many people with the bombs. The Russians, they've been a maternity hospital, they've been a... Yeah, but they haven't killed many they've people. They've killed 400 civilians in Kiev. Mm. But for what they could have been killing. The idea was the Russians were going to do a blitzkrieg in, weren't they? They were going to sweep yeah. in, take Kiev in about 72 hours, and it hasn't worked. They've been mm. bogged down. Well, they... Phase one has finished, doesn't it? They've just said phase one has they've finished phase one, those are his words. So what that means, who knows? They're wondering whether they're gonna withdraw. To the guy in the tank has just like ran over his own <laughs> Yeah, they've been like, Fuck you, you you really <laughs> fucked up in this half of us are dead and they've ran him over yeah. in the tank. Fragged him. Yeah. Not the first time that's happened ever. No, that happened a lot in Vietnam, apparently. Did, yeah. Well, and I... the Americans tried to suppress it because the soldiers were fragging the gunning officers. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're, you're getting soldiers who've done two or three tours of duty getting stuck with a lift, lieutenant, so sorry, a lieutenant, straight out of um, West Point who wants to make a name for himself in the dying days of the war and all you want to do is go home. you got a glory boy running it. He wants to win his medal. Yeah. You want to go home? He's not getting shot in his first fucking patrol, isn't he? Not having him. <laughs> not having him. Put a grenade under his toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. I think soldiers are becoming less tolerant, aren't they? To you know, someone making bad decisions yeah. and getting your guys killed. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, it's a sign that we can throw shackles off and rise and up and <laughs> defeat our oppressors in a peaceful manner. Well, it can be done peacefully, yeah. Hopefully. It's not going to be peacefully, though, is it? Hopefully. Nah, it's not going to be. Never normally is, in the end. No, it's not. Because they never want to give up power. Can you hear Chester, right, the show cast? <laughs> Chester agreed. Well, the trouble is, if you have a violent uprising and takeover, it's only the violent people that take power. Yeah. That's the problem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're back to having psychopaths in control. Back to square one. We're still here. Russians are running over their own colonels now. It's not going well. Nope. Moving on. Moving on. Microplastics found in human blood for first time. Yeah, oh. I read this. Yeah, some good news. This the other day. Terrible. Yeah. 
The discovery shows the particles can travel around the body and may lodge in organs. Hey! If we're not nuked, it's going to be microplastics that kill us. Yep, researchers are concerned as microplastics cause damage to human cells in the laboratory and air pollution particles are already known to enter the body and cause millions of early deaths a year. Huge amounts of plastic waste are dumped into environments and microplastics now contaminate the entire planet from the summit of Mount Everest to the deepest oceans. And now they've been found in blood. 22 samples from anonymous donors, all healthy adults, and found plastic particles in 17. Half the samples contained PET plastic, which is commonly used in drinks bottles, while a third contained polystyrene used for packaging food and other products. A quarter of the blood samples contained polyethylene, from which plastic carrier bags are made. This shit's leaking into the fucking... Yeah. I thought this was weird blood. news, not like highly depressing news. <laughs> it's because... Pretty, pretty weird though, isn't it? you got plastic in your blood now. It's not yeah. weird, it's, it's to be expected, I think. Well, yeah. It is, we've just been dumping this shit for years. It's gonna get, what did they think was going to happen? They think yeah. it wasn't going to get in the food chain, in the water chain. They probably chain. knew and covered it up. Well, they put those little microbeads, didn't they, inside mm. um, shower scrubs, didn't they? Yes, they and, did. And facial thingies. They all, you know, microbeads are just a little bit of plastic yeah. that abrasively takes a little bit of your skin off and then, you know, reveals your freshness. But they're, you know, going down the, you know, the pan every day, aren't they? Still, I think they've been banned in this country, aren't they? Aren't they, Mike? I don't know. To be fair, hopefully. Yeah. No. We actually Mike for a bit. <laughs> Skincare products. <laughs> <laughs> the ban of microbeads. I thought it was oh. uh, a science officer who might have come across that. Mm. <laughs> he does <laughs> anal beads. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Best> illegal. <laughs> Thank God. Well, you're not crazy. Sort of revolution over that. I'm going to take my anal beads. So there you go. We're all going to get microplastics in us if you haven't got them already. Coming to a body near you. <laughs> right. Owners abandoned a dog because he was gay. Fuck you now. Oh dear. Black and brown pooch Vesco is looking for a new home after... His homophobic humans dropped him off at the shelter. Ah, he's been dropped off at Stanley County Animal Protective Services in North Carolina. And they're saying that the owners rejected Fesco after they saw him mounting another male dog. What's the thing he's gay? I know. Dominating thick fucking bitch. (laughs) The shelter is hoping that someone will come forward to give Fesco a foster home while he waits for someone to adopt. I've got some good news on that because I read an update on this today and Fesco has been adopted by a gay couple. Obviously. Good stuff. So he's got a home now, he's been adopted. He'll be wearing a rainbow bandana. He probably will, let him be gay. He's lovely. Yeah, he's definitely a rotty, look at his stance. Yeah. Yeah. Rotty cross a um, German shepherd, I'd say. His head's not as wide, is it? That's a German shepherd cross. Yeah. Look at the snout. Yes, I go with that. Beautiful either way. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd have adopted him. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gay behaviour. No, just dominating. Just dominating. It's a happy story. He's been adopted. He's got a home. Yeah. Because Ted, my dog's tried to get on my bitch a few times. She Mm. started doing it to him. Mm. Yeah, and it's got to be a dominant thing. He doesn't like it. Uh. (laughs) 
Machine thrusts her hips as well, just like you. Yeah. Okay, then this is for you. Oh, great. Tip for tat. A woman left partner's chest a bloody mess after cutting out the tattooed name of his ex. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, the court heard how the victim sustained a six-inch knife wound which needed 16 stitches. Well, wow, those eyes are intense. Six-inch knife wound? Fucking how deep was she cutting? No, it's not. It's across. Ah, uh, is it? So if he's on six inches, she's ripping his I uh, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A woman has been accused of leaving her partner's chest a bloody mess after she allegedly cut out the tattooed name of his former lover. While police contend that uh, Katja Risto Patterson, 45, is a serial abuser of partners, New Ternard's Magistrates Court heard claim that her partner consented to his tattoo being cut out. Patterson from Spencer Street in Hollywood, County Down, appeared at court in Wednesday by video link from custody where she faces a single charge of wounding with intent to cause bodily harm from November 30th. Previous calls have heard of the victim sustained a six-inch knife wound to his chest, which needed 16 stitches, and when police attended the couple's home, he was sitting in the living room bare-chested and covered in blood. He initially told officers Patterson stabbed him and is now suggested that with Patterson's assistance, he was trying to cut out a tattoo bearing the name of an ex-partner. There's tattoo removal these days, yeah? <laughs> they can't afford that. Just call the fucker out. She's a serial abuser of partners, and like the officer claimed, adding that the offences represented an escalation in her offending. Sounds like a nut to me. I'd say so. But there's a lesson to you. Don't ever get a woman's name tattooed on you. Ever. Nah, it's tacky anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Unless it's your child or something, then fair enough, but never your partner, just in case. Yep. Sage words. Okay, next up. Woman complains of UTI. Scan reveals glass tumbler in bladder. Did you trip and fall? What? The doctors at Habib Bourguiba University Hospital in Tunisian city of Esfax had to perform a systolithotomy to remove the glass tumbler. Fucking hell. Yep. She was complaining of urinary tract infection and was shocked to know there was a glass tumbler stuck in her bladder for four years. Is a large bladder stone with a glass encased? How the fuck? <laughs> she had uh, UTI symptoms like leaking, requiring her to always needing the toilet, but a scan of the woman's bladder revealed a large bladder stone with a glass encased. The doctors said that the stone was a giant eight centimetre wide that completely encased what appeared to be a drinking glass. Where do you read the next bit? The woman's identity has not been revealed. Well, that bit. <laughs> According to the New York Post, woman told the doctors that she had used the drinking glass as a sex toy four years earlier. The report further said that she had inserted the glass tumbler into the urethra instead oh. of the vagina. Dear, oh, fucking dear. And there's a X-ray of it. Fuck me, it's huge. <laughs> oh, no. Shit. How did she go around for fucking four years? You can only just see your little pee hole. How did she insert it? Maybe it's some kind of fetish that got in her hand. A lot of lube and a lot of gripping. <laughs> Surely she must have realised at some point in the procedure that that wasn't pleasurable. Oh my god. You think god. so? You Makes me feel funny that day. You don't stick anything up there during sex at all. It's just a, it's 
Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she got it up there. It's amazing. Terrific. Amazing yeah. Yeah, I'm done with that one. Finished on that one. I'm done with that one. Yeah, next one. I'm hey? done Pete into silence. I just. I don't know because you got to do a story next. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. So okay. A Spanish driver who ate hash cakes claims diplomatic immunity from non-existent state. Fantastic! <laughs> so he's been eating hash cakes, pulled over by the police, driving erratically, fined €2,000. That's a um, lot. After mm. failing to convince the officers he had immunity because he was a diplomat from an individual and mobile republic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Earlier this month... Guardia civil officers. Uh, That's the police. Yeah, the Spanish police. police in Spain, <laughs> in the region of uh, La Rioja, or is that Rioja? Rioja. Oh, who knows? All the 28 year olds pull over, noticing that his Volkswagen Golf was zigzagging across the road and he was on his mobile. Like, yeah, bro, I used to take a lot of animals. I'm going uh, to you. I'm high as fuck. I think I'm driving incognito though, and he's just like swerving over the side. I need that, I need that. Underly, underly. He gets pulled over, he goes, I live in an individual and mobile republic, which is my car. So, <laughs> so well, they pulled him over, he gave him his documents, to which he responded by showing him a driving licence and an ID card from the Republica Arante Monde Lorenda. Wandering Republic of yours truly. That's fantastic. <laughs> the force said in his statement. Although the Republic bills itself online as individual mobile sovereignty recognised by other states capable of acting with complete independence of strict compliance and international law, the officers were not impressed by the documents or his claims of diplomatic immunity. <laughs> so in other words, he's, they were like you cheeky little twat. But, uh, I ain't buying that. It's quite ingenious though, isn't it? The it way is. trying to get around it. Yeah. It's, it's an internet community by the sounds of it. It's an online thing. So it's, you sign up to be a citizen. Is it like naming your own star? This car's my own republic. Yeah, yeah well, I'm a wondering member of this, rep of this republic. I've got, got my own flag. No. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous, really. But yeah, quite funny. <laughs> got to give the guy his... Uh, do for the size of the goals he's got. Yeah. Especially with the Spanish police. El grande cojones. <laughs> you got big stones. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Why can't we have a wandering republic though? I like the idea. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh well. Write to your um, MP. Demand it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll give it a go. <laughs> Worth a try. What the fuck this shit. <laughs> I would call it Pretoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bloke, um, Sealand, wasn't it? See, I don't know what he was Sealand. Yeah, he declared himself an independent state, didn't he? Yeah, it's an old uh, air defence platform out in the channel. Rusting to fuck, isn't it? It is, but he's because he's, it's in international waters nowadays, it's allowed to be uh, it's his own country called Sealand. <laughs> it's got like 45 people live there. That many? I think it might be, yeah. It's a big thing. Isn't that big? 
I'm sure there's a lot of it's his family. But he was taken yeah, off by terrorists and everything. Yeah. I've got to do an episode of Boyard. <laughs> it's something similar to yeah, that, basically. Boyard would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll do an episode of Sealand at some point. But Boyard was one with Melinda Messenger, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have been stuck out in a fort with her. Yeah. On that note. On that note, uh, thanks very much for listening. I'm in Ben. Don't drink the flavour Don't join a cult. I can't remember what fucking article I read, so there you go. <laughs> I'm in my Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Well, I'll be fair. Don't run over your, your major. Yeah. In a tank. In a tank, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll right. do, actually. If he's a cunt. Yeah. Yeah. I've been Pete. Stick me on uh, Fort Boyard with Melinda Messenger. Anytime. You're still on that? Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't oh, left it, Claire. No, that's all I can see right now on my mind. Oh, and then watch over the microplastics, they'll get you. Yeah. I don't mind if I'm with Melinda. <laughs>